Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with Muller She Wrote Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Today, my returning guest is my best friend, Steph Walton. So looking forward to this conversation. She has COVID. And keep in mind that I usually do my shows on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but I'm making an exception for her because she has a regular job that we talked about. So she can only record on the weekends. So I will be putting this out on Monday as opposed to Tuesday, just FYI. But we had fun. We talked, obviously, about her having COVID and some politics. But then we also just did our thing and talked the way we talk. So before we get into it, the Start Me Up podcast is independent, supported by listeners, and it's woman run. A great big thank you to everybody who supports the show. If you enjoy today's podcast, visit patreon.com slash startmeup. Check out all the tiers. I do include a tier with a much shorter intro and no ads. You can hear the free shows on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and they're followed up by What's Up, a show just for patrons where I talk about anything that comes to mind. It's a little more personal, kind of like my online diary. Visit patreon.com slash Slash start me up and don't forget you can find start me up on itunes stitcher and wherever podcasts are found now please enjoy my conversation with steph walton welcome back to the show stephanie <laughs> <laughs> stephanie with covid <laughs> oh my god stephanie COVID. has covid everybody so i'm triple vaxxed yeah i've been so i've been so careful yeah for the most part i right. will say I had a couple of, there were a couple of moments, you know, traveling for work and stuff where it was like, okay, so I'm in a place where there are no mask mandates. I'm triple vaxxed. People are getting their vax cards checked Mm -hmm. to come into wherever I am. Mm -hmm. And I dodged some bullets. I'm going to go ahead and say that. Yeah. But then I was really fucking careful because my family and I recently took a trip up to Portland to go visit my mom, who's immunocompromised. Mm -hmm. And while we were there, my Mm -hmm. son tested positive. So we've been on pins and needles, and I just this minute got results from my my brother's entire family. Uh Totally negative. Wow. What about your mom? Well, we're going to wait on my mom. They're going to go over and test my mom shortly. But, you know, my mom was wearing masks and stuff for most of the the time. So I'm feeling really good about this. That's just scary, man. I know. Well, she's so far, so far, so good. So let's just hope because, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, and look, I mean, it's okay. So last night, Bob and I and my mom went to dinner and Bob did wear a mask a lot of the time. He was one of the only people in the restaurant. I didn't because I I had gotten my shot. My mom got her shot two weeks ago. So we didn't wear masks. But it was weird because, I mean, I just figured, I know it reduces your uh, exposure if you wear a mask. At oh, least yeah. for part of the time. Because clearly you have to take it off to eat. But I just, I just kind of figured, you know what, we're fucking sitting in it. And it was, there were a lot of people. And I got really nervous because I, I, I checked for the county where my mom lives. And mm-hmm. the the COVID cases are at like 15. Whereas where I live, they've shot up to, they've shot up to maybe close to 200. They were down in the like 4750. And then Mm -hmm. now they've gone up to 200. They haven't gone up where she lives. She does live in a much more rural area. Um, And so that's why, you know, my mom wanted to go to the restaurant and here's the deal. 
we were talking about this last night, and I'm experiencing it. I know she's experiencing it, but both of us have a low-grade depression, and it's just because of everything. You know, I mean, she's got her very specific reasons. I've got my very specific reasons, but those reasons, you know, Venn diagram correlate in, in the political news that we've been dealing with for the last five years and climate and now this Ukrainian fucking invasion and COVID. And, you know, my, my poor mom, who's in her 70s, was alone and had to have two hip operations during this whole ordeal. And just as she moved here, she was, you know, she didn't know anybody. She was trying to make friends. I should say just as the pandemic hit is when she started making friends. And then that changed. So it's like, it's just fucking hard, you know. And then mm. here I am sitting at this restaurant thinking, holy shit, are we all going to get COVID now? And I guess if my mother and I get it, it will be f fairly mild. And, and I want to talk to you about your symptoms and everything, but because I think you, you've got a fairly mild case. So I'm hoping that because, you know, she's in pretty decent health, even though she's she has emphysema, but she has she only knows she has em emphysema because a doctor found it. Otherwise, she wouldn't have known. She has absolutely zero symptoms. The very, very, very earliest first stage of it. So she's not overly concerned. But anyway, so I want to ask you about that. Like, talk to me about, first of all, your son got it. Um, mm -hmm. And then tell me what his symptoms were, uh, you know, leading up and what they've been and what yours are. Right. <clears throat> so you're going to hear me do that a lot, everybody. I know. <laughs> That's a little COVID <laughs> throat clear. Um, I've got it too, and I don't so, have COVID. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, please. So yes to the whole, like, being locked up for two years, and, you know, our moms are the same age, and mm -hmm. it's just that, that feeling mm -hmm. of isolation. And, and even for us with our, you know, I live and work in my bedroom Monday through Friday. I'm in my bedroom 20 hours a week, I figure. Wow. It's it just it gets to you after a yeah. while, you know? Yeah. And and our kids, you know, I have two teenage kids, a senior in high school and a daughter who's in eighth grade. Mm -hmm. And just that whole that had a profound effect on them mm -hmm. just having to be isolated, yeah. scared. You know, they had both attend public school and they don't take their masks off at school, at least I know my daughter doesn't. And I'm mm -hmm. I'm fairly sure my son you know he sits in his classroom with his mask on but they get together with their mm -hmm. friends at lunch yeah. and they they remove their masks like who who the hell knows where this shit came from right. i think you know in the, the times that i was um you know letting my guard down a little bit like i would i would come home from trips for work and then just sequester pretty mm -hmm. much mm -hmm. and test and test within the right amount you know the right amount of days because i I don't know, man. I don't want to give it to anybody. And um, yet I also wanted to live a little, you know, mm -hmm. like I was in Idaho for work and I'm like, well, if I don't have, if I haven't had it yet, I'm getting it now. Cause <laughs> they act like there was never even a pandemic yeah. in, in certain parts of the country. Anyhow, I dodged those bullets. Like I said, right. Um, I, uh, I think now we, we just, we don't know where to pinpoint it. Was it in the yeah. airport? Yeah. on our way to visit family because i think this variant and what do i know but i think it it shows itself pretty quickly it, i think it so does. our son yeah yeah so i don't i don't know but our our son three days after travel mm -hmm. was um he thought he had really bad allergies because my kids and my husband all suffer from pretty bad allergies and then like the change of scenery mm -hmm. and you know portland's just in bloom right yeah, now and yeah. so that's what we thought. So my husband was handing out the, the Zyrtec and, and then, um, the day after 
my son started exhibiting symptoms, he was like, I feel bad. Mm -hmm. And, and he had a low grade fever. So I gave him some ibuprofen after like having no mask on and hugging him tight, you know, uh, (laughs) this this is what was going on. And then that night we were, you know, we were doing dinner and getting together with my, my brother's family and my mom each night. And he took his test and we're all kind of sitting together my daughter and I right next to each other are my son about five feet away. And within a minute, literally of him taking the COVID Mm. test, the antigen test, he was like, Oh my God, I have COVID get away from me. Wow. And, um, then the freak out began because my mother is now everybody's had all their maximum vaccinations, but my mom is like in chemotherapy Mm -hmm. treatment. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, my son, I'm going to whisper because he's in the room next to me. He's still asleep, but like he was devastated. He was scared to death because, Mm -hmm. Oh my God, if I'm going to make my nanny sick, Right. Like we've waited to, we, yes. we've had such limited contact with her and she's been so careful and we have, you know, leading up to this visit been so careful. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, so we're going to see my mom in my mom's sleeps late. She's got her nights are rough. And so mm-hmm. she's got a weird sort of schedule. So as soon as she wakes up, my brother will run over there with his test for her and and I will you know who knows it could she could test negative on this podcast and mm-hmm. I'll and I'll, I'll give the news <laughs> to you immediately but we're just going to hope to help but my mother is handling it very well she's like listen we are this is not going to kill any of us because mm-hmm. we are protected mm-hmm. and so now on to the symptoms right yeah and the way it is yes. for me so my my son had a couple of bad days now, when you night, say a couple said, of bad days, like what were what does that entail? Oh, right, right. So he was coughing a lot and had, you know, some very significant congestion. Right. Um, stuffy head, the cough that was kind of gnarly. Um, does he still have a temperature? It. He he has a little lingering cough, but like last night he goes, I'm ninety five percent. He, you know, he's you know fully dressed looking like a million bucks showered up and in a cute outfit so he he doesn't he doesn't have a fever or a temperature high temperature no the the fever was the fever was for an afternoon oh okay yeah and then our daughter said my 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 throat hurts a little bit for like one day Hmm. and she's completely fine and and the kids are like masked up taking the dogs on walks and like Mm -hmm. feeling uh almost 100 percent. wow that was quick my husband felt like utter garbage yesterday mm-hmm. we he and i were coughing does like, he have it oh yeah oh, all okay, of us have okay, it. okay 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 my family my immediate family of four have it mm-hmm. and my husband felt horrible we were coughing like i mean just the <laughs> i'm just gonna lay it on just the line do it tell us like i am a woman <laughs> of a certain age who has given birth <laughs> twice and and I was running and didn't make it every time there wow. was like some you know I, I changed my pajamas twice yesterday wow. let's just put it that way wow. um and we Zach and I were coughing wow. our balls off and uh wait hold on hold on but, let's wait 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 you couldn't were you coughing and that made you go to the bathroom is that what you're saying oh no pee, peed my pants straight oh, up twice okay gotcha okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Because was and it because hot. of the coughing though? Oh yeah. Okay, okay, yes. okay. Yes. And we're hydrating constantly. Like right. it's just like 
the amount of water and yeah. tea and stuff that we're drinking <laughs> to just just to stay hydrated is out of control. Yeah. Um, but uh, Zach woke up; he didn't cough at all last night, hmm. and I was just a miserable beast all night long, and so just coughing, coughing, coughing. But I I don't. I don't feel terrible today. Mm -hmm. I feel tired. Mm -hmm. So I think like Zach comes in and he goes, I hate to even say this to you because I know you had a rough night, but he goes, I think I'm better. Hmm. And so he's like out doing our taxes. And, um, and I am just going to take it super duper easy today. Um, Now do you, what about sense of smell and taste? Does everybody retain that? Oh, I, I can taste everything. I can smell I guess I can smell. Like, I've not lost my sense of taste. I'm stuffy. You can hear my stuffy nose, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. A little bit, um, but it's not terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but, oh, please, I haven't missed a meal. And <laughs> we have the greatest friends. It's funny because um, we're the kind of people, like Zach and I, when someone gets sick or somebody needs, you know, if there's a meal train sign up, like, we are there. Mm-hmm. Double checked. Right, you know, like, yeah. we are on it for you. And on Friday after Zach he was standing in the kitchen and he goes who's gonna make us a fucking casserole (laughs) and then two seconds later our friendship is like what do you need and i said a casserole and i swear to god because like i'm not good at at saying yes Mm -hmm. we we would totally love some help Mm -hmm. um but i did i said it and so like chip and his girlfriend sent us freaking homemade mac and cheese oh, from the home, the home uh, not homemade but like this restaurant called homeroom mm-hmm. we had like mac and cheese and giant oreo cookies <laughs> delivered to us which was like a godsend because yeah. we didn't have it in us to cook yeah, right and then my girlfriend sarah is like what can i bring for you she and her husband just got over covid mm-hmm. and so she's like i'm going to the farmer's market what do you want wow and i'm like i'm like you know what surprise us you're yeah. a queen and then she said more <laughs> importantly do you need beans from coal like the best coffee shop in the whole wide world i'm like yeah we totally need beans so like the people come out yeah it's just like you know it's it's a it's making me feel loved and oh, cared for. And I just, I want to be cared for. Right well, yeah. <laughs> well, and you know what? Yeah. Also, I think I told everybody, but you know, I might've told everybody on the, um, on the patrons only show that I do. So you no longer work for Planned Parenthood. Mm-mm. And the last time you were on the show, you announced that you did. So tell everybody where you work now. <laughs> oh, yes. Right now. Um, uh, maybe I should hold that in. Depending <laughs> on what we talk about. No, I'm just kidding. I'm at Latino Victory, which is a, an amazing organization wow. that um, works to get Latinos elected at all levels of government. And, that's so and down cool. the ballot across the country, building Latino political power so that, you know, we get some representation up in this piece. Because, right. as you know, we are the the fastest growing ethnic group mm-hmm. in the country yet we have less than two percent representation mm-hmm. yes, in government absolutely and that's that yeah. ain't right people ain't right no and you know kirk acevedo is always on twitter and he's so pissed and i don't blame him because he was talking about first of all he was so angry because the the republicans announced they're going to do some conservative tv show I think it was like focusing on kids or getting kids involved. I have been saying forever the Democratic Party should pair like famous people with kids and do fun videos that you can put online, basically describing how government works, but with like out of the mouth of babes. You know what I mean? Like kids always have this funny way, Um, you know, like if you explain to a kid, how, how does a bill come into law? 
I mean, you know, we we had the schoolhouse rock telling us that when we were little. But it's like, mm-hmm. you know, get a kid so they understand it. But then you could have them talking to someone like Arnold Schwarzenegger or whoever. He's not a Democrat, but, you know, still having these kind of fun talks and whatever comes out, comes out. Just something. Because kids, mm-hmm. you know, young people, like the the younger you are, when you understand how government works, then you understand that it affects your life. And um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, Kirk was really pissed. And then he was pissed off, too, because he, you know, he I think it was Kirk who said that POTUS and the White House are not they should be tweeting in Spanish more. And they should. Mm-hmm. It's, it costs oh, them yeah. nothing. And, you know, right. first, you, you know, they, they do it with a translation. There's always a translation. But you, you could do one in Spanish and one in English. And um, I don't know. It just seems to me that they're, they're overlooking such an opportunity. And yeah. it, it's, it's a shame because, as, you know, as you and Kirk and so many other Latino people have pointed out, it's not, it's not a monolith. It's, you know, a lot of Latino people are Catholic and they don't believe in abortion. But that's just one, you know, there's like a, of the entire group of Latino people that only takes up a certain percentage because there's so many different kinds of people. And, and, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of Latino people who are like, no, I believe in the right to, to have an abortion. Hells yes. So, You're talking to one. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> My dad was a pro-choice Catholic. Right. Yeah. Like there you go. Before that was, you know, you know, when it wasn't being talked about as yeah. much. Yeah. But, yeah, and you it's know, like there's there's um, a lot of pro-choice Catholics, and and I mean, I, obviously Latino the Latino community is very Catholic, but so is fucking Joe Biden, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. And so I don't know, I just it is a wasted opportunity. So it is good that you're you're doing that. And what I think is so interesting is, you know, you you ran for city council, and even though you didn't win that seat you ran during covid and and at that point you know you no one knew who you were so you were just getting yourself out there and introducing yourself to your community but it was so impressive because not only were you offered a a position at Planned Parenthood you were offered a position at Latino Victory you've made all of these fucking amazing contacts and oh my god I mean yeah what you have been able to do it's like I always like to talk about deliberate manifesting or how we manifest our lives and what you have manifested for yourself just in your actions and just in your you know you didn't get your one thing but that one thing is leading to all these other things and you know I mean it it it's not surprising to me because you're so energetic and you're so positive and you care so much and passionate. It's not surprising to me that you are where you are, but at the same time, it just goes to show you that when you just decide something, you may not get exactly what you're looking for, but you're, you're still doing something and getting things that's like that or better. And so, I mean, I don't know what's in your future. I don't know what lies ahead because you, you're fucking good friends with some big fucking deal people and you never know what's going to come from that. So I'm not going to jump ahead, but I'm just going to say that I no doubt that at some point in time, you will be in the key position that you dream of no matter what that is. Oh my God. Oh my God. Thank you. And you know what else? I, I didn't prepare anything for today's show because it's you. And I just figured, oh my God, we could talk for 15 hours and still it's like we're just on one of our freaking marathon phone calls (laughs) with people listening in (laughs) so anyway i have to tell my so maybe so maybe we'll curb it a tiny bit (laughs) just a tiny (laughs) oh just a tiny okay before we keep going i i want to i sometimes i forget this so 
We have to take a quick commercial break and we will be back after this message. Hey, this is Kimberly Johnson, host of the Start Me Up podcast, and I'm joining forces to support the How We Win Fund. The midterms are coming, and the best way we can fight back against the Republicans is to support Democrats in key battleground states. Our democracy is under attack, but we don't agonize. We organize. Together, we can protect and expand our Democratic majority this November. We are so close to a Cinemansion-proof majority in the Senate. Join the MSW Media family of podcasts and support the races that need us most by donating to Swing Left's National Impact Fund. Just one donation goes directly to all of Swing Left's top races. A GOP stoking hate, peddling lies, and suppressing our vote means we need everyone to step up to protect voting rights, reproductive rights, and constitutional gender equality. We beat Trumpism before, and together we will make history again. Just go to swingleft.org slash fundraise slash how we win. Donate what you can, share this with your friends and family, and let's show the GOP that the grassroots persistence is here to stay. This is how we win. Okay, we are back. So now I have to tell my story. Um, yeah, baby. You know, Look la- at my friend with her commercial break <laughs> in her podcast. Talk about manifesting shit. Well, girl. you know that you, is amazing. Well, but I it's love it. it's not amazing because it's basically um, at this point in the game, I'm still. I you know what? I just got a message from the assistant from MSW Media, and they said, "Hey, are you would you know are you okay with this advertiser?" So I just said yes. But the what I'm doing today is is really an advertisement for um for voting and it's it's not like a commercial. So but I just said commercial because I I'm still not fucking used to it. I'm still not mm-hmm. used to saying like we need to take a break. It's always anyway, it's awkward for me, but it is what it is. Now, I can't <laughs> remember if I said this to you. Did I talk to you about going to a restaurant already? Uh yeah, I knew you were going and I wanted to hear how it went. But, but, I, did I, but did I already tell you? I feel like we just talked. Who did I tell? I feel like I just well, told someone. <laughs> was I, it you? I don't you know. know. No. It was just weird Listen. to be at a restaurant, I guess. I think I did. Yes. It was like I was looking around and, I, and I'm worried because that's right. I did say it to you. I just I completely blanked on what we just talked about. Um, hopefully it's not because I have COVID. But, uh, uh, no, it, I have COVID brain, I think. But I, I, I'm right. using that as an excuse. I hope it goes away. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of weird. But, but okay, here's my other story. Oh, my God. Fucking Friday night. So, I, you know, when I go grocery shopping, I usually buy um, – I, we live on the third floor. So I went grocery shopping on Wednesday, and I had all these bags. And I left the paper towels in the car because, we, you know, I knew we were going to need our paper towels soon. We were running out. But I left them in the car, and I figured I'll get them when we run out. And so I go downstairs on Friday night to get the fucking paper towels, and my car's gone. And I'm like, oh, oh my God, my car's uh... been stolen. And this, my car was stolen in 1989. I got to tell this story. So I was living in Los Feliz on the corner, for those of you who know. It was on the corner of Rodney and Franklin. And so it was probably like 8 o'clock. And there were people outside, and we lived on the first floor, and I basically would park in front of my house, in front of my apartment. And so anyway, I was living with my mom, and so the, we heard people laughing, and you know, they were, I think it was our neighbors, and they were going up to their apartment. And my mom said, oh, they're, cu- they're stealing your car. And when she said that, I knew, I knew 
that it was going to happen. So we looked out the window and it was just our neighbors and my car was there. Woke up in the morning. My car was gone. And oh, it was fuck. like I fucking knew it. And then, okay, here's the here's another weird situation. Now, I did not have a premonition about this. But um, what uh, I did not have a premonition about Friday. Which, by the way, my car wasn't stolen. But I'll, t- I'll get to that in a second. But um, in, I think this was like in the 90s. This girlfriend of mine, this was still in, living with my mom. And this girlfriend of mine said, hey, I, I need, can I stay with you for however long? And she was really getting on my nerves. And I was like, I don't know, she was there for a couple of days. And I, would, I asked her, you know, certain things. If you're going to stay here, please X. And she didn't, whatever it was that I asked her. And that was irritating me. And then we went to a party with her friends. And I hate to say this because it makes me sound snobby, but I just didn't like her friends. I thought they were fucking stupid and they made stupid decisions. <laughs> and I'm sorry I, to laugh. I, but I, I sometimes like my dad, what, one of the traits I inherited from my dad is like rigidity when I'm pissed. I get really fucking rigid and I like turn into my dad. And so we're at this fucking party and everybody was, they were stupid. They were just fucking stupid. And they were, they were making stupid choices and saying stupid things. And I didn't like them and I didn't have anything in common with anybody. And so my thought process while I was, you know, sitting there in my own anger and stewing and wanting to leave um, I thought, watch, her fucking car is going to get stolen, and I'll be stuck with these people even longer. And what happened? Her fucking car was stolen. <laughs> it was like, that was so weird that that happened. Yeah. But so, yeah, the other night, I didn't have any kind of premonition or anything, but it was like, I walk down, and I look around, and I don't see my car, and I just, I was so fucking triggered. And it was 1989 when my car was stolen. So I, I, I was literally, for about f- 10 minutes, unable to do anything i called my mom and i first i tell bob my car stolen he goes how and i'm like i don't know how do people steal cars and (laughs) and then so i call my mom and she says the same thing and i say the same thing how do people steal cars and so and and then i had to tell bob i'm like i'm not angry with you because i was being a bitch and i'm like i'm not angry with you i'm just angry so i'm sorry but i'm angry and he's like how did this fucking happen i'm like i don't know and so i had you know and my mom's like call the police so I had to get my insurance, and, I, and, and it was like, I didn't know where anything was, and everything I do is online, so it's like, mm-hmm. I didn't even know where the fucking paperwork was, and, my, and it was like, do I have to go on my computer and get all the information, it's like, fucking go to my insurance company, it's like, fuck, and, and so fortunately, I had my, um, my registration, and here's the thing, the reason it was gone is because this fucking scammer, they're scammers, fucking towing company drives around looking for tags that are expired and then they just take your car and hold it hostage and so i don't know that they reported to the police they just fucking take it and hold it hostage and so i had purchased my fucking tags early and because i don't drive all the time i just forgot to put them on so i i did the whole process of paying for my registration early really early and then i just completely (laughs) forgot about the tags and uh you know, and then so yesterday we, we went to go pick up my fucking car and I call them and they tell me it was 150 bucks and I get there and it was 180 and I was so angry and there was no office. It was just in this like podunk piece of shit little industrial area. And the guy, you know, like he t- took my ATM and he had that little thing that you can do um, 
when you don't have like a, a legit ATM thing like at the, at the store, but it's like something you can use if you're going to, you know, charge people out on the road. And so he, he, he asked for my driver's license and I'm like, why do you need my driver? I was being such a bitch. I'm like, this is such a fucking scam. And then, um, and I know he hated me, but it was like, then he, <laughs> lay, he lays down my ATM and my driver's license on his car and he's got his phone out. I'm like, are you taking a picture? And he was getting so angry. And I'm like, may I please see your phone? Cause I didn't want him taking a picture of my fucking driver. These people are scammers. And so it was like, you know, I, I had to fucking pay the money and it just made me so angry, but I didn't, my car wasn't stolen. So at least there's that. I had to pay $180 yeah. extra, which, you know, it's like when I, you know, here come the taxes, I, I'm going to have to pay taxes and I don't know if I'm going to need new brakes. Oh, and the other day, oh my God, I was driving. It was, it was Wednesday and it was raining. It wasn't raining too hard, but the roads were wet. And so we were, there was one car in front of me and we were coming up on a light. Now, at the um, like it wasn't a um, four-way thing because it was just a one stoplight there was no there were no I don't know what you call it there were no roads on either side it was just like one road that was like a highway and then you just had to stop at the light I don't even know why there's a light because there's no crossing but anyway so we're at the light or we're coming up to the light and it's starting to turn red now and it was clear that the person in front of me was going to put on the gas and go through before it turned red so I followed suit. And then they decided they were going to stop in the middle of the intersection. And so I had to swerve. Thank God there were no other cars around me. If there were, I would have hit the car because of the wet roads. And, you know, but I did put my foot on the brakes and everything. And I, when I noticed I put my foot on the brakes, it felt like it went down farther than it usually does. And so it's uh -oh. like, oh, I probably need. And, you know, my, my mechanic has told me now, because I, again, I barely drive, but he, he's like, at some point, you're going to need to get the pads replaced on your back tires. So maybe that's what's going on, and I just have to, but that's going to be another expense. So, you know, <laughs> whatever thousands of dollars I'm going to have to pay, not even that much, but I'm going to have to pay taxes, which are going to be a big fucking, you know, chunk of money. And then I'm going to, I had just had to pay this $200 fucking thing. And now I'm just like, whatever. It's just life. At least I'm not panicking. I used to panic. I don't panic anymore. I'm just irritated now. <laughs> and mostly I'm irritated at the scammers because I just think that I don't know why they could be allowed to do that. And then what happens, though? If you tell the police, then you get in trouble with the police. Right. Some and, kind of and, fine or something. <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't, you know, I've been without a tag on my car for three months for wow. the same reason. Um, Go put it just, on. <laughs> I, I did put it on. I did okay. put it on the other day. I found my husband's tag. I'm not even shitting you from the year before. <laughs> so I had two. I had two tags for him that came in from the DMV, and I was like, "What the hell is going on?" And it's like we just we don't really go anywhere, although we have like. Um, uh, it's just bizarre. So, yeah, they're clearly, like, cruising your complex looking for people they can prey upon. Mm -hmm. Yes. Totally. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's I mean, so fucking annoying. Well, yeah, it's just gross. I just, it's I gross. just, oh, my God. It was, it was horrible because then even though I was, like, relieved to find out my car wasn't stolen, the whole night was kind of colored by that. 
because I was just mm-hmm. I was just sitting there in my head going, okay, well, this is real. I don't have a car anymore. All of a sudden, my car is gone, and I'm like living in this reality for 30 minutes or however long it was, and it was so it was so upsetting. It was just an, you know I kept thinking, what was in my car? What am I never going to see again? I knew there was a jacket in there, and you know I mean one time when I was living in Glendale, um, I lived in this apartment that had a it wasn't a garage, but it was just like a, it was a designated space and it was my own little space. There was just no door or anything. And I went in there one day to go to work and I noticed that it smelled like cigarettes and all the shit was on my seat and I had a camera in my car and yeah, my camera was gone. So someone had broken in and taken it, but it was just, it's such a, it's such a awful feeling to know yeah i had a car uh, stolen once yeah it was uh, it was fun. my own fault i left all my shit i left my keys in it and took oh my like seven bags of groceries and both of my kids out and i remember closing the car door with my foot <laughs> just typical mom style with right, two littles yeah. and like all the stuff and mm-hmm. i left it was like you know the, the day when you you didn't need to put your key in right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that i had it was one of those cars it was a toyota um Highlander. This was a long time ago, but I remember I was running in because I wanted to get everything put away and get the kids situated so I could watch um, one of the debates or something. It was Obama was running, and and I I was tired. I fell asleep, and then I woke up, and I'm like, oh, shoot, I wonder if I locked my car. So I go to look for my keys. I can't find my keys. So I go get the spare, and I hit it, and no, like, no light Ugh. blinks in front of me. Oh, my God. And I'm like, uh-oh. And I went out, and sure enough, it was mm-hmm. gone. And then my... So we had to, the cops came. It was mm-hmm. just horrible. And a couple of days later, my son um, notices on uh, we used to carpool with another family to school, and um, Jess notices my car like kind of parked half cocked on the street, a few houses away from the, the other family. And sure enough, there's my car with like crack pipes, oh my torches. God. Oh my God. All I had a bunch of dry cleaning. I had a bunch of shit. I stupidly <laughs> Oh God, what an idiot. I had a little box, like a little cardboard box that like if somebody buys you a pair of earrings and like here. Mm-hmm. I had several necklaces in there because I used to do the Lady Brain show at that time and I would like I wanted to have like my cute jewelry. Like, am I gonna wear this one or this one today? And all that shit was gone. Like, what an idiot. And then the crack pipes, they were putting like cigarettes and blunts out in my dashboard wow. and stuff. Oh, and it no. was yeah, it was horrible. It's a violation and so we had the car sanitized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I but, got you know. I got mine back, but I think, you know, at that the, the car that they stole, and I think this was like in nineteen eighty nine, yeah. Um, was a 78 Toyota Cressida. And I think, you know, I mean, it had, it was already a money pit. And when we got it back, I think it was just, they took everything. So I had to get a new car. But uh, yeah, that, that was a horrible feeling. I will never forget it. And I had to go, I think I even shared that video. Um, my friend was a dancer and we would make videos for fun, homemade videos where we would lip sync and, and like have professional dancers you know, do all kinds of choreographed dance numbers in these videos. But anyway, so on this particular day, my car was stolen and we had already made plans to go do this music video. And I really didn't want to go, but my friend was like, no, you have to go. And he made me go. And I, it did help because at least for a couple of hours, I got out of it. But I just, you know, I, I will never forget that. And it's so funny because I have a steering wheel lock that I bought then in 1989 and I use it to this day. And 
it's not the it's not the red steering wheel lock that you're used to. This one goes around your brake and your steering mm-hmm. wheel, and you lock it. And so uh, it's funny because Bob was like, "How could they? You have always put that thing on." And I do every fucking time, even when I go to my mother's house in a really rural area that's pretty safe. It's like, well, you never know. You just never know. It doesn't matter if you're in a good neighborhood or whatever. There's just going to be people wanting to steal cars. And I figure, you know, while this, the, I know they can, with the steering wheel locks, they can just spray this freeze stuff into the lock and it'll pop it open. But most thieves don't carry that shit. They just look for the easiest possible thing that they can, you know, house to break into, thing they car they can steal. So as long as it's not easy to steal it. So I, I really did. I think, how the fuck did they steal my fucking car? But they didn't. So, <laughs> thank, so I still have yeah, my car. Thank God it was just that. I, I know yeah. it's a big pain in the butt, but yeah. you know, at least, at least you got your. Car at least back. I got it, and then, and I nobody just, was smoking crack in it, and, and nobody you know. was. Smoking, but you know what? I have to find something and read this to you. Um, okay, so when I was talking on Bob's podcast, I was talking about the fact that I have the sore throat, blah blah blah, and I've talked about that. You and I have ta- have discussed getting our tonsils out. And so this guy, <laughs> this guy sends me a message and he said, he, you know, he heard on the after party that I was talking about it and said in 19, 2019, he finally had his tonsils and adenoids taken out. It was his best decision. This is Tim, by the way. Hi, Tim. Um, he suffered with constant sore throats, which I don't. I don't have constant. But um, and then he said, I mean, I'm going to go down because he mentioned something about you. And he said, uh tell he said tell stephanie something about tell stephanie oh i I don't mean to scare steph but i know she could handle it because he was just talking about the pain and just saying you know that he survived off of ice cold protein shakes frozen popsicles and liquid novocaine and guess what he said he lost 10 pounds (laughs) so um (laughs) because you're always saying that yes i'm just kidding i'm kidding (laughs) but he goes i don't mean to scare steph but i know she could handle it just uh, just need to be prepared because kids recover faster. And he goes, yeah, I did lose 10 pounds from starving, <laughs> which was funny. Um, but the thing is, everybody keeps telling me ice cream. And it's like, well, first of all, if all I did was eat ice cream, I wouldn't lose 10 pounds. I would Please. have protein shakes. That's what I would have. And plus, I would have protein shakes and I would have fruit shakes because you could just I love making shakes out of like a banana and strawberries and blueberries and just a little bit of water. I mean, you could put protein in there, but it's so yummy. So that's yeah. what, if, if I have to do it, that's what I'll do. But you know what? My throat hurts right now. And it's just, I don't know what, the, I think it's the combination of the fact that I have a polyp and then I have, you know, I still have my tonsils. And right now we're dealing with like what you said, that's allergy season. And so I think the combination of all three is probably what's doing it. Oh, oh, but then I've put it out on, Twitter I put it out on Facebook mainly just because I feel like all right we've got this new variant and maybe other people are going through this and I didn't know if I had COVID and it's like I read articles that said experts are saying don't confuse allergies with COVID because they're going to cross so there's a crossover and so I was thinking okay well then maybe that's what's going on with me even though I have no congestion or anything so this person messages me and he's like, oh, I just wanted you to know that my girlfriend had a really bad you know, sore throat for however long. And then she found out that it was uh, basically what it was. It was a like cancer from HPV. 
and in her throat. And then he goes, I, I, I don't mean to worry you. Thanks. You did. But I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah. The cancer so, thing. So now I'm thinking, like, now I'm worried about, I mean, I'm not, like, obsessing. No. But it's in my head don't. now. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for throwing that out don't, there. Don't, don't, don't. That, that, you know, I do the, I do the hands. I put the fists out. <laughs> I turn them over. I open them up and I let it go because I can't. Yeah. And I just, we got one more test and I am going to be. I know, be I know feeling so much better because now at the point now we're at the point where she was when you were there on wednesday we left wednesday um we had to rent a car to get home obviously because you can't fly with covid or i guess you could i'm sure there are many people out there who do yeah they just don't say but um they don't say or Mm -hmm. or they don't know but i mean you know like we can't we knew and there Mm -hmm. was no way on earth Mm -hmm. so we had to rent a car um Sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. But <laughs> my my brother and my husband masked up, and and my brother took my husband to the car dealership or the rental place. Mm-hmm. And um, but the last time we saw my mom, um, or the last time my son saw my mom was on Tuesday, not Tuesday, Monday. Oh, when he okay. was probably the most okay. contagious, but he saw everybody else then too, and and nobody else has it. So let's well, that's just what pray, it, yeah, pray, that's pray, what pray, I'm pray, saying. Pray, like pray, if pray. your mom, if you all got it, but your mom doesn't have it by now, then and and you had more exposure to him than she did. There's a really good mm-hmm. chance she doesn't have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're thinking because none of the rest of them have it, and uh, we're just and, and it's been enough days. Mm-hmm. I can't even. I don't talk well right now. Well, neither do I. I'm. 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 You know. I think, like I said, because I have a low-grade depression, and I truly do. Uh, I don't know. For anybody who's been listening consistently to this podcast, you guys know. I mean, I do talk about politics, but it's it's getting to the point where it's so difficult. Um, I can't fucking handle the Putin situation, and it's bad enough. And, and then on top, we've got Putin, and the, I don't know if you heard the latest news, but he said something like. I guess the U.S. is going to be. He, I don't know if he absolutely said it's going to happen, but that he he would target the U.S. because they're helping Ukraine. That 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 in. Let me see if I can find the tweet. But basically, that they're going to target our political our politics. Here it is, Russian. Okay, so Putin may may use the Biden administration's support. So it says may uh, for for Ukraine as a pretext to order a new campaign to interfere with American politics, U.S. intelligence have assessed. And it's like, okay, well, that's not at all surprising because he's been attacking us now, you know, doing cyber warfare for years. And I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering, it's like, I know we've put sanctions, and of course Trump wasn't going to do anything, but they've been hit with sanctions. But I don't think they care that much. And I feel like when you attack a country with cyber warfare okay we're not bombing train stations and hospitals and he's not murdering american children but at the same time the the interference the the cyber warfare is absolutely having a direct effect on how people are treating each other i mean just Mm -hmm. bob and i were driving home last night and i'm not even fucking kidding insanity on the road insanity i mean first of all there was we you know we're just driving along and we're in the fast lane and all of a sudden out of fucking nowhere it's this guy on a bike 
and I don't know how, you know, a motorcycle, I don't know if we were doing 80 miles an hour, then he was doing 120 because we could literally, oh yeah, he went, he was in between traffic and it terrified me because I thought he's going to get into an accident somewhere. Maybe not tonight, but if he keeps doing this. And then there were drag racers. Then there Uh-oh. were people who were just fucking swerving in their lane, couldn't stay in their own lane. It's like, what is going on? It's like Bob was, you know, I mean, he's a really, what's the word? Like, like I get nervous and he's so calm and he's a really good driver and I totally trust him. I don't trust all the other freaking assholes out there, but it was crazy. So anyway, I like this whole point of Putin. Um, that's just one, one example. I mean, we, we, we've seen people on airplanes going nutso. We've seen people attacking each other on the street. And I know this, it's not only Putin, but his influence on our culture, it's not just our politics, oh, yeah. it's our culture. It's real. And people are, there is violence because of that. So it's like a fucking sanction. I don't, something else needs to be done. And you know what? There's this guy. I'm going to find him in a second. He, he is, I believe he's a Yale, um, to see a professor or graduate, but his name is, let's find it. Oh, I got a bunch of new followers, so I can't find him. Let me see. Um, I'll find it in a minute, but his name is Tim something or other. And he was kind of saying, we have to do more. And he was, I guess he was implying that, okay, wait a minute, let me find it. Timothy Snyder. So he is, he's Levin Professor of History at Yale. And he was basically suggesting that the war has to be ended by, he didn't specify Americans, just, I guess, the West. He he Mm -hmm. is under the impression that we have to stop this war that we have to do it because if we don't do it, he's just going to keep going. And mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's the, and, there's and, a- and shooting, you know, I, I saw, I, I can't even, it's hard to even talk about. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, because, you know, innocent people are being mm-hmm. bombed in the streets, children, mm-hmm. parents, people, innocents, grandmas, you know, I mean, like, it's just everybody, nobody's safe. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. It's just, it's so heartbreaking to think that this is happening today, right now. And what what can we do? You know, the, the fear of starting World War Three looms. And, you know, uh, uh, what's the dude in England? Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson, yeah. Is there right now. So, like, the the people are starting to... I think lay the groundwork mm-hmm. like like big leaders like Johnson and I know it's something going on in France today where do, do you know about I this know. I'm, I I'm, know. I'm a little out of it and I, I saw a couple of tweets this morning it was like I hope that France is going to be okay mm-hmm. and that they don't screw this up wow. and blah, blah 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 but like what I don't I don't know enough about world relations mm-hmm. but I am so scared I know. Well, let me just read this because this is what All In With Chris Hayes had him on the other night. That's where I found out and he, he laid it all out. But he said, Timothy Snyder said, the only way for this to end is for Putin to feel subjectively that his position is threatened. And the only way for him to feel that subjective is subjectively is for Russia to be defeated on the battlefield. And you know what? I agree with him. But then this brings in the argument. Um, 
is this World War Three? Is this nuclear weapons? But you know, so yeah. I was talking to my mother, and my mother's like, for all we know, it's not. This is not a guess that we should be tempting. But my, you know, it's like because of the fact that so much of their military is fucked up. She's like, okay, they've got, they've got nuclear weapons, but can they even? Are they even able to launch them at this point? Do do we trust that they? Because so much of their equipment has broken down. And I, again, this is not anything we want to play around with, but it's just the idea of we are watching. He, they bombed a fucking train station, and mm-hmm. it was not a military target. This is a full-blown war crime. So the thing is, is like if they if they hit us with a weapon, well, then that would mean we would have to go meet them on the battlefield. But why is it that we don't do anything except for slapping them on the wrist with a sanction? when they attack us when it, because what they're doing online is incredibly damaging and destructive i mean look what they did in 2016 and it's mm-hmm. not only the russians the, the russians recognized that there we have this country filled with people who watch fox news and it wasn't just fox news because they used bernie and they they used bernie and they they recognized that there was this faction of liberals, I don't want to say the Democratic Party, but liberals who didn't like Hillary. And mm-hmm. and so they made, I mean, it, people who didn't like her in the first place wound up hating her because of the right. bullshit. Maybe they didn't like her policy. Maybe they, you know, thought she was entitled. Whatever argument they had against her, um, it turned, like, some of, for some of these people, it turned into a fucking pure, like, red-faced anger hatred. And it mm-hmm. was because of all this bullshit disinformation. And, I mean, again, I get it. You don't necessarily love Hillary. You don't have to. You just fucking don't have to. But the hatred coming from some of these liberals for her, like fucking Susan Sarandon saying bullshit, like she, like the country was better off with Trump. Oh, my God, that she was more dangerous than Trump. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, so, I know. You know, and it's like, of course, Susan Sarandon would never say that she was influenced by anything because she just has a very high opinion of herself. I was influenced. I was. I didn't hate. I never said anything so stupid in my life that, you know, Hillary Clinton was more dangerous than Donald Trump. I never thought that for one fucking minute. And I never hated her. I, I, I just was like, I bought into some of the misinformation that I saw. And it had me questioning. That was as far as it got for me. I questioned. Hmm. What about this? You know, people would put things up about her being indicted. And I thought, is this true? Is she going to be indicted? I didn't really think she would, but I kept seeing it all the fucking time. And when you see this shit all the time, it goes into your brain. And again, it wasn't something like, oh, yeah, Hillary's going to be indicted. But it was like, oh, what if that happens? That's going to be bad for the Democratic. So it's like they were successful with me in just planting seeds of doubt. Until I mm-hmm. finally recognized what it was. But there are still people today, they're calling it, what are they calling it? Russia Gate or Russia, 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 and acting like Russia has no influence. And it does. And this is liberals. This is progressive people who are at least call themselves progressive, but they're really the far left. And um, I think the far left is just as dangerous as the far right because it's the horseshoe theory. They're too close together in their ideology. And it's, you know, so I don't know, man. I feel like. Something has to be done with Putin because the guy is, he's not stopping and he is, he, he isn't Hitler because nobody's Hitler, but he's like our version of it in this, 
in these times, he's going after people. He's not sending them into ovens, but he's fucking bombing train stations and hospitals. That's fucking horrible. I mean, it's genocide. And then they lie about it. Yes, they lie when about the it. Proof is, when the proof is right in front of them. Mm-hmm. And they're getting called on it. And they lie about it. Yeah. They're the, they're the filthiest type of people. Yeah. In the world. And that's and what what's happening over there because you know, there's stories coming out that Ukrainian children not children, but like the children the children of Russians and the parents still live in Russia and they're basically like the fox you know, like the fox rears. They're what listening to Russian state television and reading Pravda. So the like their kids are calling them from the Ukraine and saying we're getting or from Ukraine and they're getting bombed and they're like, Oh no, 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 that's not what's happening. Ukraine is bombing Ukraine and pretending it's Russia. So it's just like saying Antifa is, you know, are the people that attacked the Capitol. It's the same logic. And mm-hmm. there are all, and, and because all these older people are in this bubble in Russia, it's just like the bubble here. It is literally the bubble on Bullshit Mountain. And they are being told <laughs> by, Fo- and that was John Stewart who said that. But um, they're being told by Fox News, you know, a different story and they're just buying into that well what what blows my mind are some of these conspiracy theorists these ignoramuses who are getting called out by what are they called the good liars do you know those yes 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 oh (laughs) and they ask questions and people they're just it's like they're not um like their brains don't work yeah <laughs> and they're being programmed and 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 then they only get to a certain place in the program and when when a when a question is asked that they don't have the the answer to programmed into their brain they just go and yeah. it's like, <laughs> they're, they're, it's like i'm waiting for their heads to explode yeah. like in a freaking cartoon yeah exactly oh yeah bob God, and i talked oh about that he there was a couple who insisted that it was the antifa and and, he, and, he, and the guy said Okay, well, but their guy won. Antifa's guy won. Why would they attack the Capitol when their guy won? And there was like fucking radio silence. And and that's just yeah. it. Although I I it, I think some of the people would argue, well, that was Antifa making Trump look bad, like trying to say that it was MAGA people attacking the Capitol, and it really was. But oh my god! And then there are all these people. My aunt is one of them. She just fucking buys right into it. And it's like at some point, um, you can't change their minds. Reality isn't going to make anybody change their mind because they've dug their heels into this bullshit conspiracy. And it's just, it's, but anyway, the whole thing is like, when I talk about this, I mean, spend the whole day, you spend the whole day, I do, hearing about Russia or hearing about the fact that some woman in Texas had a miscarriage because at first they said that she had a self-induced abortion but evidently she had a miscarriage and they fucking arrested her and charged her with murder and now bail was set at half a million dollars oh god so I mean this is it's it's, and then on top of it on top of it we've got the fact that all these fucking people because Chris Hayes is doing a really good job and so does Joy Reid talking about how the Republicans, when they were interrogating Katanji uh, Brown Jackson, who I keep wanting to call mm-hmm. her Jackson Brown, um, they suggest 
or straight out call her a pedophile. And that's the cue is all. So basically what they're doing is they, and they, they said where her kids go to school. They said where her, her husband worked basically putting targets on their back, knowing these Republican people, knowing that's what they're doing. People like, uh, it's funny because Sherry Jacobus called her a bag of hair, Marsha Blackburn. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, Marsha didn't come out and say you're a pedophile, but she made all these suggestions about her record and all of this stuff. And, and basically, make, you know, putting this woman's life in danger and then throwing the red meat out into the fucking Q crowd because the political, the Republican Party now is basically... Q is dominating everything that they do. And then you hear all these stories. There are so many fucking GOP elected officials that are fucking pedophiles. <laughs> you know, it's like one story after the Every other story. Every day after a the, new yeah. one pops up. Yeah. And it's like, of course, there's bad people on the Democratic side, but not in the same numbers. We have a couple. They have many. And then they want to fuck it. Tennessee wants to make make it legal for children to get married, which is really child brides because nobody's marrying fucking 14-year-old boys. It's girls. Mm-hmm. And we all know it's why they want to do it. It's handmaid's yes. tale. Yes. It's just so stupid. Yeah. Oh, and then you know what? I want to ask you this because it was so funny. First of all, did you watch Saturday Night Live last weekend? No. Because I was introduced to, God, now what's his fucking name? Um... I can't think of his name. It was the guy who hosted the show, and I just can't think of his fucking... Carmichael. Oh, Carmichael. Uh, Gerard Carmichael. Gerard, okay. He was so I fucking funny. I watched his monologue, and yes. I'm like, where has that person been all my entire Exactly. Life? Well, he's got... Did you see he's got an HBO set special? Did you know that? Oh, maybe I'll watch that today with it's, my pajamas. It's, it's his name, and then it's called Rothaniel, and it's on HBO. And it's, it's interesting because... It's basically this therapy session with jokes. That's how my mother described it. But that's what it was. He was just sitting there talking about his life. He came out on his comedy special, as you know. He said that yep. on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. And um, it was so interesting. I really like him because he's not just like a joke guy. He, he was funny, you know, in, in certain parts. But, boy, he was really disclosing a lot of shit from his family. And mm-hmm. it was really good. But – the thing is, is, you know, he talked about Will Smith and it was so funny because he's, he was like, yeah, Monday, I just I, I, I couldn't shut me up about it. And then by Tuesday, I still had some things to say. By Wednesday, I wanted to kill myself. And oh, my God, that made me laugh because that was my trajectory. But uh, <laughs> we just found out and I want to ask you about this. We just found out that Will Smith has been banned for 10 years from the Academy and he's not getting his he, he has to return his Academy Award. And what? Yeah. They're, they're making him he return. He has to give back his Oscar? Yes. Wait, yeah. wait a minute. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. They're making him return. When did that come out? God, I've just Today. Been, you it know, just I've came just out this binging. morning. Today? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I think that's a little harsh. You know what? I think what he did was wrong. And it was, Whoa. it wasn't, you know, I mean, it's like you can, you can, I know there's the argument that he did it on television on a world stage. As opposed to Woody Allen, who did everything in private, although Woody Allen did get kicked out. But fucking Louis C.K., sexual predator, got a fucking Grammy. And that I, tr- I, tr- I truly wonder, I truly wonder, what if this were Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio? What if he went and he, you know, slapped some white guy? Would he get the same punishment? I don't know. I don't know. You know, Will, Smith is, Will Smith is black and... I don't know. I mean, he's that's, definitely yeah, royalty. That's a really good question. Yeah. And, and 
We'll never know. We'll never know. Because I don't think anybody's slapping anybody. No, I think if there was ever going to be someone who was going to slap. But I think that racism (laughs) runs deep all over Mm -hmm. the damn place, Mm -hmm. everywhere you turn. And I think people of color, black Mm -hmm. people in this case, have a much more harsh Mm -hmm. uh, response. It's it's just like the pot smokers. Yeah. It's just like white people get caught with pot and they're like, okay, go ahead or here's a citation. Black people get caught with pot and go to jail for 20 years. It's ridiculous. Well, it's not course. fair. That's how it's designed. Yeah. You know? I mean, come on, man. We and not, I know you know this, and I, I'm just like, yeah, please, God. I don't think, when does I don't this think. ever change? I don't know. I don't think it should be 10 years. I don't think he should give his Oscar back. I think what he did was wrong, but I think mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, I, I, and I don't, you know, it was funny because we were watching Saturday Night Live last night, and Colin Jost made a joke that, uh, instead of banning him for 10 years, they should make him host next year's Oscars. <laughs> because I guess he, and I can't remember the other guy who does the nightly news there, but um, I guess they had to host an award show and it was really fucking hard. And so that was the joke. It was like, yeah, that would be a better punishment for him. But I mean, I don't think it should be for 10 years. He made a terrible decision. It was terrible. And it was embarrassing. And it was shocking. But man that's fucking harsh i just think it's too harsh he slapped him and i mean no violence you should never fucking go up and hit anyone he was absolutely wrong for doing that and then he was wrong for not leaving when they asked him to leave but i don't know that just that's ridiculous and then and then fucking louis ck wins a grammy and what's really pissing me off about this is i don't know if you know but jen kirkman has a new album out and it's fucking hysterical it's so funny it is really good oh my god she's funny and like like for example one of the things that she says and i've heard this i think she said this when i um i think i heard her say this before but she said like you know how women carry keys in between their fingers when they're walking alone at night just in case they get attacked she was saying the way she avoids getting attacked (laughs) is she runs and does like windmill arms and screams so nobody <laughs> nobody will even approach her. I'm going to oh cough. Gosh. That's going to make me cough. <laughs> oh my god, she's so funny. But she did this whole thing about Louis CK because he basically wanted to show her his dick and he asked her to yes. do it. And and she never talked about this publicly before, but she's been talking about it. And of course, the the response from men online is so grotesque. Okay, let me just say, not all men, not all men, not all men, but way fucking too many men are coming to his defense and saying, it was consensual. And it's like, oh my God, he was in a position of power. And there were these women who their their lives depended on people like him you know, keeping them in their positions, whether it was a comic right. or somebody, you know, behind the scenes, this guy, it's such a fucking boys club in comedy. And oh, totes. it's probably everywhere, there. man, it's everywhere, everywhere. But it's really fucking bad in comedy. It's really bad. And I, I feel like Jen Kirkman is she's just really down now the, because basically she's just hearing from all these men, you know, what a horrible harpy she is. And they're all defending this fucking sexual predator. There's a few like Andy Kindler who was on my show and he's wonderful and you know she loves him and he's really cool but it's like it's disgusting to me that fucking he yeah. gets a Grammy and Will Smith is getting this, this really harsh punishment. It's too harsh. Well, mm-hmm. It is. 
It, 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 I, it is. Oh, I mean, I don't God, know. I, I don't know what the right punishment would be for him, but that's just too much. Okay, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? <gasps> Your mom doesn't have it. She doesn't have Yay! it. <laughs> I was hoping we would hear. I was hoping we would hear. Yay! Oh my goodness! I'm so glad that the. That's wonderful. I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> I want to give too. your mom a big hug. <laughs> Me too. Yay, your mom doesn't have it. That's so wonderful. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> well, I know that I've kept you for an hour and you've got COVID, so I'm going to let you go. Um, but this was a perfect way to end the show. And it was fun because, yeah, we got a little bit of politics in. but And, of course, I could talk to you for ages. But that's just perfect. Yay! Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Good news, good news. Oh, I wish I could give you a hug. Oh. Thank you. Oh. That's good. This is good, Carla. I'm sure your mom is so relieved. She is. The, the, yes, oh. we're on a family thread that just came through, and she's like, my brother's family lined up their negative tests and Aww. sent a picture and Aww. then my mom just took a picture of hers and said and then there's me yay and then yay, yay. <laughs> oh god yay well you know what your now, son is going to be so relieved now we just need to end the war in Ukraine and save the planet and <laughs> our democracy and everybody will be okay and your son is going to be so relieved <laughs> oh, he's so relieved yeah I just told him wow that's wonderful. I'm so uh, grateful. Sorry, everybody. No. This is a real, this is like, just for anybody who's listening, this is like a regular weekly conversation yeah. that Kimberly and I have on our phones. <laughs> we just, we go through all of the emotions. Yeah. We talk about it all. Here it is, y'all. And I hope it was worth your time today. <laughs> I think so, because this is ending on like the perfect fucking note. It's perfect. Oh my God. That's just what a relief. And, you know, so many of us are, I mean, I'm a little worried, like I said, because I don't know what I put myself, you know, Bob just literally got his, his fourth boost or his fourth shot today. So I hope that he didn't get it last night, but I imagine if he gets it, it's going to kind of be like what you've got. And hopefully with you and your family, it just comes and goes. And the fact that we've all had all these shots and, everything and, and the fact that it's like I think more mild and reduced it doesn't mean it's less dangerous because more people are getting it but it's less dangerous that if you do get it and you've been vaccinated that you're going to be okay you're not going to go to the hospital hopefully there's no long COVID hopefully there's no a lot of people have just to look on the positive have gotten this and there's no other issues so fingers crossed thank you but of course yeah. before um, before I let you go celebrate with your family. Tell everybody where they can find you. <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, my gosh. Am I going to get some new followers today? You know I love the new followers. Um, what's my Twitter handle? Oh, yeah. At Steph for Oakland. And can I tell four. you? The yes, number four? Okay. Uh, yes. What else? Moss? Is there Moss? Do I need to share more? I'm so, like, I, I got to tell you, I'm starting to, like, wither a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Because, like, this COVID is kind of real, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm not, I don't, uh, I don't sit 
tight with nothing to do well mm-hmm. like if, if i'm if i'm healthy and i'm and i decide to watch seven killing eves that's my choice right, right? <laughs> but like i'm stuck at home and I not i don't feel good like i sorted some laundry yesterday and after like the sorting i had to go sit down i go you guys i am beat to shit right now <laughs> and then fell asleep sitting straight up yeah <laughs> um yeah no I, i'm at stuff for oakland okay i um I am out there in the world just trying to do my part. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. I want to do my part. And uh, and sometimes that's just being decent to a fellow human being on the street. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it's just sitting and talking with you like like this that, that helps me feel like I'm doing something decent. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I'm to- <sighs> totally. And then also the uh... – what was I just going to say? I just completely went out of my head. I don't know. Oh, please, welcome to my life. <laughs> I, I don't even have COVID head and I, or COVID brain, and I'm like, Meh. I don't know. I can't remember. I'm just grateful. I was just. I think I was just going to say though, as far as your Twitter handle, that's pretty much what you're doing right now. You can also. What do you know? The Latino Victory Fund. What their mm-hmm. handle is. Oh yeah, Latino Victory. That's on all Twitter. it is. Okay, so you could follow and, that. And- we have the most amazing comms team. We, I swear to God, our tweets are so freaking amazing. <laughs> and if you, I mean, if you want to help build Latino political power in this country, cause it is necessary, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, give to the Latino victory fund and help us get behind incredible candidates and mobilize Latino voters and get the message out. It's how we, it's how we make this a better country it's yeah. how we get you know representation is a thing like you said yes. the latino community is not a monolith culturally competent messaging mm-hmm. is is a real thing and that's what we're doing because different areas have different needs and mm-hmm. different types of latino population yeah and um just check us out like there are so many incredible candidates that we're endorsing and getting behind all across the country it's it is a movement an important movement yeah um and I am just like so down for the cause. Yes, you and are. And I know you are too. And Thank you for you... for highlighting that in my like COVID haze. But yeah, we. <laughs> it's it's real. The work is real. The the need for the work is real. Yeah. Um. Anyhow, yeah. And I'm so glad you're yes. doing it because you're so genuine and passionate, and it's so important. And of course. you could find me on twitter author kimberly l-e-y at the end of my name my books are on amazon and stephanie i am just so grateful and happy that everything is working out for you and your mom and big hug to all of you and your family and like get better soon and you know i'll be talking to you soon (laughs) hells yes and and love to your whole crew and i'll keep my fingers crossed that everybody stays safe yes and um i'm glad you got to see your mom last night out in a restaurant that's lovely me too. Oh, and, and that, you know what? And that you found your car. Yay! And then I found my car. And here's the last thing I'm going to end with. Uh, somebody said Ivanka Trump incriminated her father with one six testimony. Evidently, Glenn Kirshner has said this. So, woohoo! She incriminated Oopsie. her father. And this yeah, is here's this the is thing. MSN. Can we close on this? We knew that was happening. Yeah. Like if anyone in that family is not going to go down with the sinking ship, it's going to be her. <laughs> it's going to be and her. And she and Jared are going to do and throw anyone under the bus that they that they can yeah. to save themselves. Yeah. Woo. And Th- let's this just, is fucking yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. You know what my you know what's the funny thing is I saw it. My mom tweeted it out. And it's an article from MSN, so it's not just somebody saying that. Um 
or making it up, but my mother said, cleaning up her image or wreaking revenge on a pedophile father. I don't care. She voluntarily testified, according to this, she was very forthcoming. This is, I'm going to tweet this oh out, God. too. So, woohoo. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, oh, I know, I know. I need that. If I, I mean, I can only pick up my acoustic guitar and plunk the wrong chords so many times during this COVID lockdown. Like, give me something good on those people. <laughs> Tell me something good. Yes, this is awesome. Bow, so. bow. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going right. to go sort some more laundry and then pass out on the couch. What? <laughs> All right. Well, you take care, okay. and we will talk again. Have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Love you. <laughs> Love you too. Bye-bye. <laughs>